This is going to be a little bit longer of a cold opening because I have a book to present to you, to Eric. And uh, if Sarah wants to see it, she can. But it's a book written by Riley. It's called The Splinter by Riley. Oh, okay. It's about you. That's why I'm reading this. What? It's about you. That's why I'm reading for the opening. Here we go. <clears throat> I got to Splinter when my dad's friends came over. See, look, there's all you guys. Oh, wow. I was picking up wood. See, that's her picking up the wood for the fire oh, that we had. That's right. It hurt very bad. I did not like it. See, there's a sad face of her getting the splinter. Oh, that's where she hurt the hand right there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then squiggly lines, <laughs> squiggly lines. And I think she got nothing. And then at the end, you just went right over the climax of the story, right to the resolution. Kitty cat. Yep. And everything is. Everything's peaceful. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. After three-year delay, dude, like we're finally here. Guardians 3 was supposed to come out in 2020, not just because of COVID, because of other things, right? And now we're finally getting it. Are you excited? Are you glad that we're here? Or have you kind of feel where I am arms folded been there done that do we really need a guardians three yeah this is might have come too little too late it seems to be a bit of an eye roll now if this maybe was supposed to be a part of original trilogy then it would have been nice to maybe plan that as as such like if for the release like it works for star wars it works for Lord of the Rings, when the public knows is going to be a trilogy, that we're going to go on a by year or just every year basis, uh, and and we don't have to wait. What's it? Twelve? Or how long was it for Avatar? Oh God, thirty years, right? <laughs> I mean, jeez. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, now we're gonna have to wait another. How long for the next? But. This one had its pushbacks because the director, who's now the new Kevin Feige of DC, mm-hmm. was put on hold for tweets. Was it tweets? I kind of forgot that, at this point. Alleged tweets that were allegedly pedophilia in nature. Allegedly. And then the this isn't meant to be political, but I mean it's true. Um the same people that claim freedom and let me be me, the right side of the aisle were the ones that got him canceled. It, it was either way. It was kind of a, a weird thing where people were they digging. I did. That doesn't, we actually shouldn't be talking yeah, they were, about him. We should be no. talking about the movie. We are. Well, I mean like, I mean like he is a big part of this movie and boy, is he a big part of this movie? This is a James Gunn movie. This movie's gross. Like I, I took a shower. Yeah, this this movie it feel you just has a stink. It it definitely uh, has a signature to it. I mean, yeah, because the first movie that I got introduced to James Gunn to, I think a lot of us did, are movie people, if you will, which was Slither, and that yeah. movie was gross. In that same part where the comedy shines What's through wrong? a bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but that's. That was Slither a, was great. It was a fun. Gross movie. Uh, I, how was I introduced to him? 
I don't. Was it Super? Was it Slither? It was not Slither. I don't think it was. Uh, hold on, let me look up his 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 directing because he was a writer a lot, right? He's um big into writing. Slither. I think it was Super. And that was after Slither, right? Yeah. Slither was his debut. Uh, yeah, Super, and then maybe some movie forty three, which I, Ooh, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I still support that movie. I do. I know you do. Uh, Super with uh, Rain Wilson. Yeah, um, Dwight. Yeah, and that was a very uh, odd movie with who was the other? Oh, Liv Tyler was in that. Yeah, I mean, like, so this, we're, we're talking about James Gunn because, I mean, Guardians would not be the Guardians that we know without James Gunn. But also, I want to talk about some Chris Pratt hate. What happened with Chris Pratt? He used to be America's little darling. Yeah. Uh, There's some hate, and I don't get the hate. The hate with Chris Pratt is is a bit mixed, and it's really it's just from people following actions over words. It's... More that uh, people, I think the long, the short of it is that people think that he ditched Anna Ferris to marry politically because his next move after this movie is going to be for office. That's why he's getting very religious. That's why he's getting real wholesome. He's going to follow in this Arnie footsteps, and uh, everyone feels that he's going to be groomed. For office as his next step. That's what's that's what's going to happen. Uh, I think there was also some controversy about the church he joined, and then uh, how he kind of denied his religious kind of thing, where he passed it off as just like a special relationship. But I think that church was had a had a pretty um, tarnished smear on it as well too. But wow, wow, I. I did not know that was the hate. I know that he married uh, Schwarzenegger, but I just thought that uh, him and Anna Ferris just had a... You know, like, that's for... that's his way of, like, kind of marrying into that. Thing. Yeah. I would never vote for that guy. <laughs> yeah, you say that, but... Arno, Arnie got it in. Um, and then, you know, we said, okay, so we have the James Gunn hate of the Twitterverse. We have now the Chris Pratt hate. And, I mean, even uh, Drax, uh, Dave Bautista, he refused to do this movie if, if James Gunn. And also the uh, the girl that plays Gamora does not want to do this. Like, half of the cast did not want to do this movie because of personal reasons or if James Gunn was not back as a director. So I, this movie had a lot of stank on it. Yeah, I, I'm in support for, for Zoe's reasoning, though. Um, is it, it's just more of the same, where they say that a lot of uh, the... Uh, POC actors uh, roles are reserved for kind of characters or aliens, you know, mm-hmm. donkeys um, or something with heavy makeup, whereas the, you know, the latter just gets to wear a jacket <laughs> and some makeup, uh, you know, light, you know, it's, yeah. Star-Lord doesn't have to wear anything. He, he walks around a t-shirt and that's it. And she has to probably sit in six hours of makeup a day. Yeah, sure. Which I get that. And then so, Nebula, yeah, I, holy cow! How over, how long she's got to sit in her makeup for? I'm a Nebula fan. I'm a fan of the actress because she's in um, um, the new Jumanji movies. She's the redhead. Yeah, she's uh, great in those. Big fan uh, of those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, so so that kind of where we come from on our backstory on this. Um, so, yeah, so I was not looking forward to it. <laughs> But it's Guardians, and I know that we got to complete a trilogy. And boy, 
this movie not only is gross, and that and what I mean gross too, because I'm gonna say that a lot, is I'm not saying that it's gross in a bad way. I'm just saying that the choices that James Gunn makes visually. I mean, you literally go inside of a gigantic living thing. Yeah. Halfway through the, you know what I mean? It's just, and then you have these animals that are experimented on, and they have these pig robot things. Like, it's just, if you have a weak stomach, maybe this isn't for you. You know, I would say that this movie is a pretty good definition of fl- flanderization. And nice. There... Uh, like, 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 like Flanderistices, like Leftorian Flanderization? Am I saying that right? Yeah, basically is the process through which their fictional characters just become more and more exaggerated as they progress through their sequels. Where they just become more and more cartoony. Uh, the case in point would be uh, a good example for you and me would be The Simpsons, where in the beginning seasons their animation was very weird, quirky, and rough. And you know, you get into like you know from, from season one to like season uh, eleven where it's crisp, you know, and yeah. it's very it's it's a whole different type of animation. Um, or sometimes it gets in this part it gets more cartoony. These characters were superheroes in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but mm-hmm. in this third one, they are just cartoon characters. They are well, this movie's, they're just silly. Well, speaking of silly, this movie's getting a lot of love. This movie has a higher ranking than two. And this movie has an eight point five on IMDb. So I mean, like, evidently people, people love are, it. A lot of people are liking this this movie, and I and I think that's maybe just because of their bias to Rocket. And yeah, so let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that. Maybe is a good story you... because th- this really felt like this was a, a lot of his story, and I don't. Uh, we were talking about it in the car. Uh, it felt like it was a special because we had watched the the holiday special. We reviewed the holiday. We special. reviewed the holiday special. Yes, we did. Oof. And this kind of felt like just a continuation of that. Right. So it just kind of felt like Holiday Special Part 2 uh, or Rocket Special. Right. So I have to admit, the story, right when we get into it and things start to happen, very predictable on where it was going to go, right? We know where it's going to start. We know the middle part. We know the end part. It's pretty obvious where things are going to go. Um, so I will not say that I was surprised. Um, and when I realized that it was going to be half of it or more than half was going to be a rocket origin story. I don't know if I wanted that. We already got everything we needed from the first movie, right? When they first get captured and, and he takes his uh, shirt off and he has all those plugs on and like, Oh, he was operated on. We don't need this. I agree. I don't, I do not think that this was a smart choice to, give us this huge rise of the planet of the apes backstory. Yeah. I a hundred percent. I felt like get distracted. I feel like it was two different movies. It was that uh, I watched yeah. two movies. Right. And, and, um, okay. So we find out that rocket was just in a crate of regular raccoons. And there's this dude that's playing God. And this dude experiments on him and makes him super smart. And he uh, he grows into the, the rocket that the we high know. High evolutionary. So he meets 
other caged animals, the walrus, which was gross, and the bunny that reminded – these animals remind me of, of Sid and Toy Story's playroom. Oh, yeah. Right, especially the bunny with the legs. But where have I seen this otter from? This otter looks familiar. Was she in other Guardian movies? I – no. This was the first time I've ever seen his otter friend because it's an the, otter with robotic arms. Yeah, this is this is the first time, first and only time that we've seen any of these characters. Okay, all right. So I don't understand what's the name of this uh, character that that uh, that that, exter- that uh, does the experiments. What did you say his name was? The High Evolutionary. The High Evolutionary. Why is he putting? robotic arms on otters and putting spider legs on bunnies. I, I don't understand his logic. This is just him practicing early on. He's he's experimenting. He's, you know, everyone has to start somewhere. So is this a metaphor on science or is this a metaphor for serial killer? Because they say serial killers always start off on animals. What? I mean, not a metaphor for anything. It's just who the character is. That's that's He, he is trying to create... A superior race and he is doing so by genetically modifying that race okay so you and okay so every time we talk he about created Marvel, the sovereign is that the gold people yeah okay so every time we talk comic book movies dc marvel doesn't matter i always turn to you for the for the deep roots so is this dude the high visionary is this dude to like Ev- evolutionary legit evolutionary is this guy legit is this go to with his character just the way he looks. Like, wh- what is this with this character? Oh, yeah, in the I think he's a great uh, bad for this too. Um, I would expect him to be a little bit uh, more, but uh, you know, he, he's good for what he was. He's he's still he's still alive too, so you didn't kill him. Um, so I remember when we were doing other oh I don't know other Marvel stuff in the past. You kept on talking about this character Adam Warlock, and yes. I guess Adam Warlock is the gold guy. Yes, this uh, it's so cool You're... to see this guy on screen, man. You have no idea. Why? Because this guy's an utter buffoon. Uh, is he, that who he is? He, no, he, no, he'll he'll get there. He'll he'll get there. This this was played pretty well by by Will Poulter. I I just like the way that he how he did play them. This is like a kind of a half baked warlock, if if you will. Okay. Uh, we'll 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 get there. And again, like the the comics and the. Uh, movie era completely different. Like the, there's a lot of things that they give and take. Like for instance, um, Adam Warlock is actually he's the one that should be having the the stone on his forehead, uh, not not Vision. Vision in the comics doesn't have anything on his head at all. So oh really? Yeah, it's, it's Adam Warlock. Who's the one, he's the one with the spirit stone on his head. He's like kind of in like in like control of it almost. When Gamora goes in there and like with some other people like at the Guardians, it's a long thing. But he is, yeah, he's he's just a mega he powerful. Gold? He's huge. He's he's a he's a cosmic hero. You know how like there are different oh. levels of of hero. There's like street level okay. and like um, world level, um, you know, mystic level and like cosmic level. There's there's different levels of superhero. He's cosmic. He's he's the so, top. Okay. He's the, one of the big boys. So he's not a bad guy. He's he's a good guy in the comics. Um. Or is he like Venom and Punisher, where he's anti? He's it, I, I guess it depends who's asking that question. I think would be the best way to answer that. Okay, you all know, right. Because it, so it, it depends on the cause. Now, also the gold woman that he was with, she was like the queen or prince or whatever of the gold people in the second movie, right? 
That was the same yeah, character. She was, she was like the leader of the Sovereign in the second Guardians of the Galaxy. So then in Guardians 2, was Adam Warlock there? At the end. He was in credits as a teaser. He was being kind of baked or cooked in a in a coffin or sarcophagus thing. Okay. All right. So enough of that stuff. So I'm glad that you agree with me that we did not need a rocket uh, origin story. Could there have been any other way to go? I think that the first movie was so small and contained. And then the second movie kind of amped it up, but it got a little crazy with the Kurt Russell stuff. But this one just seems grandiose, if that's a word, right? This one just seems they have to go big. I would have rather seen a Drax backstory. But then again, all we get from Drax is I had a family and Ronan killed him. I would have rather seen his story more because he's more of the buffoon. I, I, I'm gonna, if I'm we gonna get lie here, I, I don't think we really needed anyone's backstory. <laughs> well, if we had to, you know, like I would have rather picked him. But, but, but I agree that's with just you. it. We we didn't have to. Like we didn't have to. We, You're we right. didn't have to at all. I I would argue from this movie that we we didn't need all this rocket stuff. We we could have spent a whole lot of time on nowhere, getting to to know maybe the new guardians a bit more. You know, maybe um, a bit more of the high evolutionary or, or motivation to kind of go there and seeing what actually this person has done and seeing that, oh, wait a minute, this person who was once like a little scientist now is God for like half this galaxy here that he created who all pledge allegiance to him. So, okay, well, we got to step in and, and, you know, guardian of the galaxy this. And then they can see the, the Supreme Ray those like supreme race of children and you know they can kind of go about doing their their uh, purpose that way of like saving them i think there's a lot of that they could have done and focused on building the new guardians a lot more on the dog too a lot more on cosmo they could have done that a lot more on adam warlock and just kind of his purpose they could have given him a bit more camera time instead of him just i don't know just walking or just flying around and just destroying everything and just being the deus ex warlock hero whenever that needed to be because that, so, that's what happened he he was able to just just fly in at the right moment when they needed to something needed to go wrong how do we get the ship to crash oh we'll just have adam fly into it how do we how does he get saved oh we'll just have adam come and save him it, it was real quick on this character so okay okay so the basic pro- plot is is that everybody's on nowhere which is in the head of this giant titan right and would they turn this head into a city blah 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 we know that from the first movie and Adam Warlock comes in, destroys everything like Superman, does something with Rocket, and then Rocket gets shot in the chest, and he's dying, but there's like this kill switch that's attached to his heart that the, what's the name of the guy again? The High Evolutionary. High Evolutionary uh, did a kill switch thing on that's him. It's easier so, than the, the actual actor's name, so. I don't even want to try. So this plot, this first half of the plot, is to save Rocket. So then they have to do a series of quests to get to where they need to get to to stop the kill switch. That's the basic plot. And then in between those scenes, we get Rocket's backstory and his torture and how uh, smart he is. Um, well, what's you could say that he's also having kind of like these near-death experiences, his life flashing before his eyes, right? And that's what those are that we're seeing does this make you feel 
bad for Rocket? Does this make you see Rocket in a different light? Well, here's um, the thing: is that I, I was all, I already felt bad for Rocket before this whole movie. You know, like his whole backstory, I would have already said yes, I, I felt bad. This only made me feel worse about it. It almost actually made me angry that they didn't let him die. Uh, that they teased the death of what four characters in this damn movie, and none oh. of them died. Almost like right. they knew, like James Gunn knew. I wanted you to kill somebody, and he was like, "Nah, don't worry about it. It's not in right. the contract." And just kept it going, and it just was like, "Please, please kill somebody." They didn't. I mean, spoiler, they didn't. And somebody needed to go. I don't. I don't think it was Rocket. I think it needed to be Chris Pratt. Uh, honestly, anyone or I, somebody. I, I really don't care at this point. Kill somebody. The only person who's died so far was Groot One, but Groot Two is still here. Is that his name, or is that just you doing this? Well, that's because the Groot in One is technically dead. You know, he he blew up he killed himself and the second Groot was a seedling that rocket raised that's why he says that um he's his son mm. if you ever catch that because he raised it well i just i just figured that since they have this seedling Groot will always live on as long as they're seeds it, it's a it's a weird thing okay fair enough the, the whole, so the, that... whole, the whole Groot uh species is is weird and i don't i don't understand it i'm not the one to to ask fair enough so um, they go to Earth 2 or Earth – what's it called? Counter-Earth. Counter-Earth. And it is all animals that look like humans. Uh, did you get uh, Island of, from Dr. Monroe vibe or is it just me? <laughs> that's, I am now. That's, that's good. I mean like that's exactly what he wanted, right? Like I mean it's the – so imagine this for people who haven't seen the movie yet. You go on this – earth planet that has suburban urban everything is normal to way that you compare it as normal it's just that the beings are half bat half soccer mom i mean that's yeah, what it is what i uh what you can see in this movie which i think they did a very good job with the, this character i really like the high evolutionary I, I really hope that we see more of him he's a he's a fantastic character and um he's he's great for uh, a lot of plots that you could have pivoted but we got to see him start with small animals and being like bionic right uh to then taking those animals and then trying to evolve them right to create this species right and then taking this evolved species right and then trying to enhance them right and then trying to enhance the surroundings around them and it, it just his the way that he would try to well evolve he's he himself is high evolutionary and then to create galaxies or you know systems around that too um until eventually he has this uh i don't know village of the damned looking species that is able to run without getting tired, always be happy, uh, constantly be stimulated, and, and just um, be, what, super smart, too. But I think it's great that um, throughout all of his creations, he gets hung up on the one creation that he did that had an original thought that, like, that what, beat him, that outwitted him? That outwitted him. He was so mad. Like, 
this guy is terrible. This this oh god, high visionary. How the evolution <laughs> is that not taught in in Ohio schools? No, um, <laughs> this no 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 evolutionary. <laughs> what was taught was this magical being came down and put a seed in this woman's belly. And um, nine months later, became Jesus. Yeah, I think that's that's part of the DCEU, right? And he and he rode on the back of a T Rex. There it is. There you go. Evolutionary. I'll get it eventually, but I hate this guy. This guy makes me mad. Like this guy's sick. Like I just, I just, the actor that plays him, I believe him as the high evolutionary. I mean, this guy who. Uh, is great. He's wonderful, which is great. This this is me trying to say. This is me giving him props. I hate you, so you did a great job. Yeah. Like like you. I mean, you are despicable, and I believed your acting. Um, he's a bigger bad than Kang right now. Like to to me, he's... I wonder if they're gonna switch it up and not have Kang be it at all, or they're gonna have be, or they're gonna have him be Kang. They both got defeated in the, in the first movie, so so maybe we haven't seen Kang yet. I mean. It's it's really all up in the air. Well, I'm gonna rewatch Ant Man because it's on uh, Disney Plus now, Quantum Mania. Yep. So I'm gonna check it out. Uh, maybe I missed something, and I can show my wife what Modoc's all about. So I want to go back to something before we get to the uh, Island of Dr. Monroe planet. Um, they go. Okay, so this is the way I took it. Tell me if I'm wrong. The first place they go to is they have to go to this living tissue. Sphere thing in the yeah, middle of the yes. galaxy that I mean, like it's 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 alive, but it's like a gelatinous. It's like it's like somebody turned something inside out. You know, it was funny because um, as they were showing that, I I remember leaning over to to Sarah and I asked her, uh, "Do we know what that place is?" And right as I asked that, it popped up. That's Orgo Orgo Corp. What is this? They go it's, inside this. It's 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 literally like you're. It's like it's it's inside out. What is this? It's um, I mean, it's what it looks like, I guess. It's a giant hole. Is it? it <laughs> <laughs> That's what, no. I'm serious. Like, is is that what it's supposed? Is is this it's supposed to be? It's an organic world that was created by the high evolutionary. The high evolutionary created this world. Yeah, that he, these people created, live in. He created his own floating. Yeah. Organic living tissue thing. Yes. Okay. And the Guardians have to go here. And we get Gamora back, who has nothing to do with Chris Pratt. Um, did you feel bad for Chris Pratt? For because he seemed like he was trying hard. I mean, brother, brother needed some love. I, I, I mean uh, Yeah. I well no, Chris Chris Pratt uh does a good job for, you know, the few rules that he can be typecasted in. So he, he does a good job here. He really just needs to yell something, you know, very affirmatively, and that's what he, he can do. And he's also got the the, the charm, which uh, really is needed for a superhero movie. Sure, I just I just enjoyed. I actually could just like with a high evolutionary, how I feel that he's a piece of crap. I felt a little bit for Chris Pratt, right? We've all been there, right? You know, you break up with a girl, and then she's somehow still around, and you're just like, Ugh. you know what I mean? 
Oh, with uh, when they meet up with Gamora, you mean? Yes, I'm talking about the Gamora stuff. Oh yeah, of course he's. I fell for him. He's heartbroken. This you know for right. the, you know the entire part of the movie that uh, probably is not easy. So then they go to this organism in space because they got to find the creator, which is like the right hand man of the high evolutionary to figure out the kill switch, right? Is that the basic? Yep, they're they're trying okay. to to infiltrate Orgo Corp so they can get the kill switch so they can operate on rocket. Typical. All right. So as as you can see with this review, I'm asking questions because I want to make sure that I'm watching this correctly. You know what I mean? Like, is this really what's going on? Like, I mean, this is me watching the movie and then like putting pieces together. You know what I mean? Yep. Because there's a lot of action in this. Um, so now going back to where we were, so on this... They, they find out that it's not there, that uh, one of the henchmen, uh, the uh, the evolutionary has it, and they have to go to Counter-Earth to get it instead. Right, and then after they're messing around on Counter-Earth, we, we get our first F word. <laughs> yes, I think that's this right. is a bigger deal than the movie. This is a big deal for some reason. I don't know why, but people seem to be all about this the strategic f word yes I, I i don't know why this is such a big deal because marvel finally broke the rule and did the f word i think it's great um where would you put it in a movie i i don't know like don't have me make a movie it'll be a tarantino movie if, if you have me make a movie it, uh, it, the reason why it works so well this in this movie open the effing door is because it's not said at or, or anything, you know, it's not, not said like condescendingly or insulting. It's just like open it, open the flipping door. You know, no, I'm they not, could you're say not calling somebody a, a flipping idiot. You're not, you know. Yeah. What happens if you would have said, you know, O F? That know, that would have worked too. I remember in Scary Movie three, right? I think they when those PG thirteen when they get the Waynes out oh, of there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. PG <laughs> when it was somebody threw, which was, uh, I guess, erasing off the blackboard. And somebody threw an eraser, and she said, "Who the who the f threw that?" Mm -hmm. That was great. So you think it's cool that Marvel's doing this? So are we going to get to a point where they're going to do what they did with Logan? Like, is the MCU going to be rated R eventually? Is that where Deadpool comes in? Is that where Blade comes in? I would like to see an R-rated or a Marvel movie. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, like we have gotten Marvel movies, but we haven't gotten the MCU yet. I was hoping that uh, Doctor Strange was was going to be... Um, that was the rumor. Yeah, that was the rumor. Yeah, so an R-rated in, in the universe, canon to the universe, would be pretty cool. But right. that would be a leap because you're taking a family, friend, uh, you know, a family vehicle here, and you're asking them to take a, a bit of a turn there. This movie's not family-friendly. I took my daughter... Then a very infamous story to Thor, Love and Thunder, unbeknownst that it was going to be what it was. It became, it was kind of fun. Remember we reviewed it? It was like, she should not be, my five-year-old should not be seeing this. But then also it was a cute little father-daughter story, so it kind of yeah, worked right. out. They got to learn about orgies sometime. I was, you know what, the, the orgy thing didn't bother me because she's five. But what, what the, what the thing that was for me was I, I thought she was going to be scared of um, 
gore. Oh, sure. Right, but anyway. Um, so Who is also a better bad than Kang right now? <laughs> I like gore. I, I, but gore, yeah. I mean, Kang, Kang's not doing good right now. They got to figure this out. So could you help me out um, before we go into the high evolutionary ship flying and all that stuff happens? Where are we in the timeline of the MCU? Clearly, this is after in, um, uh, Endgame and stuff. But like, is, is, is this following order with with Ant Man and Wasp? Like in that storyline, do we know the timeline and of where this takes place? This is up to date. We're we're present day. There's a newspaper at the end, and it makes reference to Kevin Bacon's abduction during uh, Christmas. Okay. Okay. So okay. So what was what was after Endgame? Was there a movie after Endgame? Was that was that Spider Man No Way Home? Yeah, Spider Man was one of the first ones after uh, Endgame, and they addressed the, about blip. the blip. Yeah, yeah, they addressed the blip. So then the, we have our shows. We have our Loki shows, WandaVision stuff. But after Spider Man, what was the next movie? Because I'm just trying to see where this lies in the timeline. Uh, well, like, how do you mean? Like this. It's now. Like everything is older, so like, so I'm saying is like, is this movie? Because you know how MCU does that. I'm saying is Guardians three after Thor: Love and Thunder. Does that because because Thor: Love and Thunder they had the Guardians in that movie in the beginning. If if it helps, they're all. How about they're all the same time? They're all. Oh, they're all at the exact same moment. moment. If you want that to be that, but I I consider it that um that this one. Given by its sequence is just the most up to date. Is just okay. This is it's what just, has happened recently. It's following a linear story instead Unless of going. Unless they tell boom, me boom, otherwise, boom. I will take this as okay. current. Okay. All right. And the reason why I bring that up is because sometimes in these movies we find out, oh, this movie happened before this, or this movie happened after this. And I just wanted to see if you knew where it lied. So on this counter Earth, we get this giant pyramid temple thing and it's actually a ship and this is where the big battle comes into play right they eventually uh kill i thought it was great when uh when uh, chris pratt uh jumped out of the window <laughs> with the henchmen and the henchmen's just screaming ridiculously and then they fall straight to the ground no splat and the guy's dead and then he cuts that thing off his side of his head to to save rocket um I thought that was fun. The rocket backstory part at this section where uh, the great evol- the evolutionary, high evolutionary, uh, high evolutionary uh, orders all the creatures to be killed in the backstory. And then Rocket has that great scream uh, when his otter friend dies. I felt that scream. That was good. Oh, yeah. That was, that was really – I felt his pain on that. That was cool. Um, and then everything else is just fireworks, loud noises, Chris Pratt floating in space and not dying, just craziness at this point. We get a big pig f- fight with, with Beastie Boys. What happened, too, by the way? Because Volume 1 and Volume 2 were all like 70s songs. Now we're into the 80s and 90s in this. Uh, yeah, the, the first two were cassettes that was given to him by his mom. And these were what from a Zune, something. I that thought he, it was. It was a Zune. Okay. Yeah, uh, that they had found. Uh, and oh, what what was the other movie? 
They 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 upgraded to a Zune in one of the other movies. Okay. It was a Zune. They actually are doing a Zune, not an iPod. Correct. Really? That's hilarious. Because yeah. nobody knows outside of me and you listening to this review what a Zune is. <laughs> and uh, Google it. I think, he, I think they updated it in this movie, too, to add some 2000s. Okay, cool. Yeah, we get we get Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. The fight's great with the pigs, right? Um, I guess our boy Pete Davidson was supposed to be is supposed to be a character in this. Do you know that? I I, I, I do not know that. Okay. Um, he says our oh, boy. I was being cheeky on that one. Um, and then you know we get uh, Nebula guiding the uh, the ship that's exploding around her. To, to, to kiss up with the, with the head of nowhere to get all the kids safe. Standard stuff. Standard stuff. The reason why I'm glossing over this is because we've seen this before. It's the ending that I want to get to where they just up and decide, you know what? Mantis is going to go do her thing, which we haven't talked about her much at all in this review, um, which I don't know why she wants to do her thing. And Chris Pratt is gonna go on Earth. Chris Pratt goes back on Earth and he gets to his grandpa. Is this supposed to be a moment? Who is this guy? Uh, who was this guy? Because we're supposed to have this moment where he's like, with the camera, we don't see who the grandpa is, but we see Chris Pratt's reaction, and it's like, have we seen this guy before? I uh, mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up, but I yeah, he looked familiar. I thought it was the human version of um, uh, Blue Dude and uh, number one and two that died. The dude from... Uh, Michael Rooker? Yeah, I thought it was the... Because from the distance, it looked like it was Michael Rooker, but like a human version. Uh, Star Lord Grandfather. Let's take a look at Jason Quill is the father of Meredith Quill. Grandpa Quill. All right, let's see if this is... Man, people are all over it, huh? I don't know who this guy is. Was this guy in another MCU movie? I think it was the same guy that played him in the first one. That's just, it? With just the makeup on. Uh, it's not giving me a name here, or I'm just not looking at it too well. Okay. So this is this is really nothing, then. I don't, think, I don't think this is anything. But uh, I, I like where your head's at. Where's the father? Where's the grandfather? It does matter. Um, you got to follow up on that. These things have its place. I hope you saw what I did. Here, he's played by Greg Henry. So it means nothing. Um, why Why is Mantis deciding to go off with the octopi creatures from the second one? Why? Just because she can? Why is she leaving her only family? Uh, you know... Daenerys got her dragons, man. She got to fly. So Mantis is going to take her three uh, creature things, and she's going to go conquer uh, Westeros. Next question. What do you got? Come on. <laughs> I just I don't understand the Mantis thing leaving. Uh, but who decides to stay is is James Gunn's brother who got the shaft in this movie. Um, besides the last big thing, if you will, I mean, he kind of got the shaft. Craglin, is is Cosmo considered a guardian? Uh, she is now. Yes. Where did she come in? Because this was the did Cosmo come in at number two? Uh, I think Cosmo came in on the holiday special. 
Oh, is that where Cosmo? Okay. So, so the new Guardians are going to be Drax. I, I tell you, this has got to be strange for people who are just not up to date to to just my uh, my my dad and stepmom went to go see this, and they I have oh, really? not seen any of the Marvel movies since like Endgame or something like that, and I can only imagine like them to sit down and watching this and being, what the hell is going on? What right. who is that guy? What is he doing? I do I do I am I supposed to know him? Because Adam Warlock just came in. Like a bat out of hell, right? Just, just screaming unannounced, and uh, there's probably a lot of questions. And then same with Cosmos. People probably just like, who, who is this? Do we need to have a backstory about this? It's probably a whole lot that people were were missing. Nobody was missing uh, Vin Diesel though. He was shining bright. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, so, so the new Guardian. So, and then Chris Pratt. So I'm gonna go see my grandpa. Give so, man, a million dollars. We got Rocket the leader. We got James Gunn's brother. We got Drax, Nebula, Cosmo, and then is is Adam Warlock considered a guardian at the end of this movie? Yeah. So that's the new Guardians then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then, and then we end the movie with a song that I cannot believe they're playing. This song actually, and this is going to sound probably weird, I hold near and dear to my heart. I've listened to this song since it first came out. Florence and the Machines, the dog days are over. Yeah, it was appropriate, right? I love this song. It's anytime. Well, it's just, just for my own personal life. Um, I listened to the song when it first came out, like in 06. And anytime I've overcome something in my life or you know, I just feel good about something because I've overcame something, um, I always kind of listen to that song because it's like, yes, you know what I mean? So it was kind of fun to see Groot and everybody dance to a song that I really, really enjoy. Um, I did not see after credits. So uh, you said the high evolutionary is alive. So there's an after credit scene of him being alive. No, they there's just when Rocket took him down in this movie, he had the moment to finish the job and he didn't remember. And they asked him, oh. Rocket, why? And he said, because I'm a guardian of the galaxy. That's true, and we saw that he has that RoboCop fake mask on because uh, Rocket completely shredded his face, and he looks gross. And I cannot say, Eric, that he is dead because no body. Well, we see a, a body, and they confirm that he's not dead. So um, when, when by not killing, not finishing him off, but he was on the ship when the whole thing exploded. Oh, geez, yeah, nobody, no death. That's what I'm trying to get at, is that they left him there to die, and the ship exploded. I just assumed that they took him for, like, that weird bad guy thing, right? The, when the, in, like, they'll infiltrate a, a ship, or headquarters, and they'll take the one guy alive, and they'll blow up the headquarters, and it's like, there was 100,000 people on that. Like, there was there was employees who were there. Yeah, like you saved Death the Star. one, the, the CEO of this company, so you could blow up everybody else? Jeez. Who's yeah, the right? real bad guy here? Who is the real bad guy? Jeez, oh, Luke. His name is Gary Rivers. He had a family. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, like no body, no death. So, I, I, I think it's appropriate to get the popcorn ratings, and I'm going to start with mine, but I'm going to give it with a warning for people that are listening, <laughs> and also a warning to Marvel and Disney. You who are listening, Marvel and everybody. 
you need to really start containing because your beast is completely full grown out of the cage and it's running amok. I mean, when you get people like Eric's parents, like he said, that hasn't seen anything since Endgame, and they come into this like, who's Cosmo? What's this? What's that? That's probably a lot of your core audience. When you have these TV shows that are not very good, when you have small little plot lines that nobody pays attention to, and then you make it a plot point in this movie. They brought up once in this movie uh, that Mantis and Chris Pratt are brother and sister. That was a big, that was the reveal in the holiday special. That's right. So they brought up once. Um, the beast is getting too big. You need to slow it down. You need to have a tremendous flop. So you get the picture, no pun intended, and rethink your status of where you're going to take this because it's getting too big. I'm hard to follow it, Eric, and I review these movies with you. Think about it, dude. We've been reviewing these movies for eight years, and I'm lost. Sure. I'm, I'm let down. But I'm not let down with this movie. Yes, I feel that the Rocket backstory was unnecessary. I necessarily did not want to see a Rocket backstory, but man, they pelt, they, they pulled it off. It was it was cool to to see a little bit more of Rocket. I didn't need it, but since I got it, I enjoyed it. No, I don't want that Pepsi. How was the Pepsi? It was enjoyable. I didn't want it, but thank you. Um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, this movie, I think, is better than Guardians 2. I think Guardians 2 is the low point. What's, what are you laughing at? <laughs> that, that, you, you nailed it. That was the best way to describe that movie, I think. That was so, oh, it was so perfect. It just, it, just, it just worked for me, yeah. Oh, my Pepsi the reference? Pepsi reference, yeah, great job. Yeah, everybody who was listening, I can see Eric, and he was giggling when I was... It's true. I don't want a Pepsi. Do you want a Pepsi? Oh. How was it? It was it was good. It was yeah, a Pepsi. Thanks. I liked it. Yeah. It was sugary yeah, I sweet. Didn't, I didn't, yeah. Um, I always tell myself never give something to medium because I feel medium's kind of a cop out. And I'm the one that gives the least amount of mediums. But I truly feel that this movie is a medium medium sized bag of popcorn. This movie's not great. The movie's not bad. I mean, it's it's not bad. We have reviewed a lot worse, and I've gotten angry recently on some movies. So, it's no Halloween ends. Um, yeah, I mean, see it. See it. If you like the other two, see it. Medium. Medium for me. So, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty torn between, like, a medium and a small here. Um, like, I... I I want to say medium just because I do enjoy the characters. It, it they are fun to watch. I, the the big bad in uh, all of these movies have uh, for the, the the trilogy of the Guardians movies have always been great. They've they've always been a, a good threat. They've always kind of matched the cosmic level of who these heroes are. You have to have a cosmic threat for a cosmic team, and they've always done a stellar job with it. I just feel like especially in this phase they're just setting everything up everything is just a setup this is more of the same this is more of 
what I got in Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange. This is more than what I got in all the other things that we, we've reviewed up to this date. Where it's just setting up for the next. A Black uh, Panther 2 is another one where it's just setting everything up. New characters. Other characters are now split, going their own way. So they're going to have their own separate adventures going on. Everything is just set up. So you've set up for your own Mantis special. you set up for your own Drax Kraglin uh, special at home. Uh, obviously, Rocket and uh, his new team of Guardians have their own thing going on. They can do their own movies now. It, there's so much that have just branched off because of this, too. Now you have the whole high evolutionary um, that could be expanded onto other uh, maybe parts of this as well, too. And it just feels like it's a little bit of a story surrounded by a whole lot of setup. That's that's what all these movies are to me now, and it just seems like kind of a letdown. Like It just seems, you know, shame on me now for expecting more from these movies and just coming out with just like, okay, well, I'm getting teased again here. You know, I, I'm... Got get, I'm edging here. I'm not just getting there. It's like I need I need it. You know that's really what it is. I I need something to to get me there because these movies aren't doing it. And I don't know if uh, the the next Avengers movie is the next big group movie is going to do it or not. I I certainly hope so. Secret Wars and uh, that whole Kang thing is um, sounds great in theory, but. Now I, I I just I don't know, I'm 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 losing it I I really am for the for the first time hopefully these TV shows will will come and and do something else because they're supposed to be doing Loki season two and Echo in the same excuse me month and they're gonna drop Echo all at once now so I think Disney is still trying to figure out what they want to do and that's not good you're you're how many years into this and you're still trying to figure it out mm-hmm. pick a pick a lane and stick to it um every movie is is five stories into one i just want the one story now to keep it simple and it's it's not everything's very complex uh you there's that's i don't know that's what it is I want more right. Adam Warlock. I think they should have milked that character a bit more. That character's huge. That character's huge. There's a lot of story there, too. Uh, same with Cosmo. I'm sure you could have added a lot more to, to Cosmo as well into this, too. Uh, we didn't talk about Nebula or Mantis a whole lot in this movie because what the hell are either of these characters doing in this movie anymore? <laughs> uh, I, it, it No one dies anymore. There's just so many parts in this movie where they were close to it, where... Uh, now it becomes a chore because I know no one is going to die. There was a hallway fight scene in this movie, which looked great. I'm not going to uh, to argue that it was a pretty cool action scene, and I'm sure a lot of kids are going to be playing Guardians in the basement after they see this movie. But that scene was so like I I knew there was no threat. I knew that everyone was going to beat whoever they were up against, and they were going to have a little bruise and a little owie. And that's it. And then they were going to walk away and go on to the next threat, you know, dust the, the dirt off the shoulder and move on. Nebula apparently can just be the punching bag now. She can just you know, completely just get smashed and beaten, whatever, and because she's a robot, and she can just fix herself with the new nanotech that she has. And that's just the shield now. 
that's that's just where we can hide at you know uh Groot can just self repair and and kind of contort to wherever he needs to now so we can just let him take a few hits uh you know have these people be the the i don't know the ones that that make it even for the team it just seems i don't know too much i'm over it that's what I, what did i say you said smaller medium you were torn I don't know. I I I guess a medium because I do like Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. That his character might just be saving it for me. I really hope we get to see more of him. I really hope that they make more of a story for Adam. Uh, who knows? We'll we'll see. Uh, and, and also for a high evolutionary, I hope we get to see more of that. I actually kind of think they did the movies backwards. I think this should have been two, and I think two should have been three. Three would have been able to have a nice bookend. Right. Having his father be Kurt Russell. And this is a I mean, because that is big ego. Right. This guy is huge. Right. Like, I think they should have like they should reverse it right? because the sequel is supposed to be the darker one. The sequel is supposed to give you more. If this came out in replace of two, we would have gotten more rocket stuff. Everything would have been fine. Blah, 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 blah. And then two is, oh, my God, this is my dad. And. Oh, okay, this Adam Warlock thing makes sense because of what happened before. Oh, I get it. You know what? That is probably the best answer there, Jordan. That's perfect, actually. I agree 100%. To have this movie be the second movie so that you can kind of uh, combat with the team a bit more, you know, the, and then the third movie being about his father and about the family a bit more, finding that Mantis is his sister or confirming that a bit more then like that would have been great to have like yeah i agree that that would have been yeah. a, a fully just a more of a well-rounded trilogy and then you could even from there because he met his father and did all this you could have them peter quill wanting to leave because he wants to search more for his family and you can have yeah. him still end it with his grandfather and uh doing whatever yeah. his little st- adventure is that yeah that's that should have been the sequel this is what we got. I think there was a miscalculation on it. But, hey, you know, I've had some zingers tonight. The Pepsi reference and that. Eric doesn't usually agree with me all the time, so that was great. I feel good. I'm going to sleep tonight because of that. <laughs> oh, my God. I got Keep approval up, by Eric. Yay. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I actually had a good time on this one. Uh, we hope everybody enjoyed listening to this one. And we're getting really popular in Germany right now. So, um, hello, Deutschland. Um, I just wanted to say that, like, you know, Germany's kind of digging us right well, now, so that's it. cool. Yeah, I said, Deutschland, how you doing? Uh, thank you so much for downloading us here at MovieGuysPodcast.Podbit.com. But we always know that you always check us out on your podcast app. So download us from anywhere you get your podcast from. And thank you so much, Eric. Thanks so much for joining me. And we'll be back next Thursday for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>